What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode two of Throwing Bows, brought to you by the Coda Sports Gambling Network. I am your host, Josh Dillon. Uh, today, we have our picks for UFC 266, tomorrow's fights. Man, I'm excited. Uh, I'm planning on going over a few prelims and the, and the main card with a like short breakdown of each, at least one pick for each. Um, no guests this week. But next week, expect guests um, for sure starting next week. And uh, it'll be a lot more fun than I think. But for now, I still wanted to get some locks out to you guys. So so let's get it done. Uh, all odds are provided by the Barstool Sportsbook. That's just the app I use to check everything. Um, they have a lot of like UFC props and everything. So it's, it's the easiest for me. Um, prelims wise, let's just jump right into it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, this is a big card a very big card. Every fight on the main card is really, really good. And I felt like I had kind of a longer breakdown of each. So I do only want to get into two prelim cards to keep it a little shorter, a little sweeter. But uh, we're starting out with Dan Hooker versus Nazrat Hack Paras. Dan Hooker coming in as a minus 155 favorite and Nazrat coming in as a plus 125 underdog. Uh, Over two and a half rounds sits at minus 134 and under two and a half sits at plus 100 dan hooker is on a two fight losing streak but i think people forgot to who he lost to michael chandler in his last fight by knockout and he lost a decision in a fight of the year contender to dustin poirier um dan hooker is still a monster uh he has 17 of his 20 pro career wins by finish um the dude hurts people he looked great just three fights ago against paul felder the dude is still a beast um i know he had some visa issues getting from new zealand over to the united states he got him all figured out he posted a picture in a sauna um said see on the scales tomorrow which would be today um and the dude looks good uh nazra is on a two-fight win streak but against hafa garcia and alex munoz uh, he got knocked out by drew dober on the connor versus cowboy card as a favorite i bet him i had some buddies bet him we had him in a parlay i'm pretty sure he's the only fight that lost he was i think he was a pretty big favorite and i'm not betting this dude again uh both of these dudes are savages Nazrat uh, unfortunately recently lost his mother so i and had these issues as well with dan hooker um I hope this fight happens. I hope that uh, they're both o- be able to overcome like all of these obstacles. I love both of these dudes. They both deserve a ton of respect, but I do love Hooker at minus 155. I think this is a steal. I don't know. 155 seems way too low. Um, when I heard this, I expected it to be at least minus 200 when I heard this fight announced. And I love this, um, no doubt. So yeah, I'm, I'm laying Hooker minus 155. Uh, going into the next fight, we have Marlon Marais at plus 200 versus Marab Vila. I don't know. Vila Shavili. <laughs> Sorry, Marab. I uh, don't know how to say your last name. Never, never have, never will. But um, he's a minus 265 favorite. Dude's a tank. Over two and a half rounds is at minus 210. Under two and a half rounds is at plus 155. And for good reason. I hate this line. Really, I do. Because it it tempts me so much to take Marlon Marais. Marlon Marais is a legend of the sport at plus 200. um, But I know what's going to happen. We've seen this fight a thousand times. Uh, Marab is going to take him down. And he's not going to let him up for 15 minutes. Uh, Marais is on a two-fight losing streak, including three of his last four. He's lost to legends. but 
you know, it's not the same Marlon Marais that we're used to from, from 2019, 2018. Um, Rob is on the upswing and he hasn't lost since 2018. Um, all of his wins since his last loss are coming by decision, which is why you're paying such a, such a big price for over two and a half rounds. Um, I hate the price tag on this fight. Really? Like it makes no sense. Marlon Marais is, is a monster, but at the same time, he's not winning this fight. Um, Rob is minus two sixty five in the over two and a half. I, those are both locks. Um, I'm not going to bet them outright. I'll do a recap in the end. It's, it's going to go in a parlay, but but man, I, I don't know. It's just hard for me to, to bet against a legend like Marlon Marais at minus 265. It doesn't make sense, but Marab's going to beat him. He's going to take him down. He's not going to let him up for 15 minutes. That's going to be a fight. Um, I do want to take a second to talk to you guys about Rogue Energy. Throwing Bows is sponsored by Rogue Energy. Rogue Energy is an alternative to the sugary energy drinks that can make you get a boost of energy and crash quickly, while also putting in a lot of sugar into your body. Rogue Energy comes in four unique product lines to best suit your personal needs. Their low-calorie, no-sugar energy formula is the perfect alternative to sugar-filled canned energy drinks and sodas. Their extreme energy formula provides the most energy, focus, and sports performance possible. Their hydration line offers focus ingredients without the added caffeine. Drink it anytime you're thirsty. Finally, their shake formula is a delicious zero-calorie energy milkshake. The thing that also makes Rogue Energy unique from other powdered drinks is that it dissolves really well, and you won't find any chalky textures in their drink. With over 10 different flavors to choose from, we at the Coda Sports Gambling Network definitely recommend Rogue Energy. Go to their website, www.rogueenergy.com, and use the promo code CODA to receive 10% off your order. Again, www.rogueenergy.com and use the promo code CODA, that's K-O-T-A, for 10% off your order. All right, folks, let's get into the main card. Uh, Jessica Andrade opening up the main card, which is something I never thought I would see. She is a scary human being. Um, she comes in as a minus 295 favorite over Cynthia Calvillo, who is a plus 225 underdog. The over two and a half in this fight is minus 155. Under two and a half is plus 122. Uh, Jessica Andrade is, is a scary human being. Like I like I just said, she she creates amazing fights. There's fireworks every single time. She's lost three of her last four, but to Valentina, Rose, and Zhang Wei Li, so I don't really think any of those should be anything to be ashamed of. She beat Rose once. Um, one fight has gone the distance in her last six. Uh, that's just straight fireworks. Cynthia Calvillo's won one and one in her last three, including a win over Jessica I by decision. Um, she's nine and two overall. Her only two losses are coming by decision, so she's never been finished. Um, but Jessica Andrade is a different beast than anybody she has fought. I just see this ending violently and quickly. Um, I think Andrade is going to kill her. It makes no sense to not have her, you know, minus 295 in this. Um, but I really love the under two and a half. I mean, under two and a half at plus 122. Andrade finishes a lot of fights and a lot of fights quickly. Calvillo has never been finished, but if somebody's going to do it, it's going to be Jessica Andrade. So I think Andrade finishes her and finishes her quickly. My play here is under two and a half at plus 122. 
Getting into the big boys now, we got Curtis Blades coming in at a minus 315 favorite over Jarzinho, Biggie Boy, Rosenstroke at plus 240. Uh, the over under on this fight, over one and a half rounds is minus 200, under one and a half rounds is plus 145. This is a big, big price to pay for Curtis Blades. Um, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. He's shown recently that he is very susceptible to being knocked out, um, especially against someone with power like Jarzino Rosenstroik. Like, that's what Jarzino Rosenstroik does. He knocks people out. And all three of Curtis Blades' losses in his career come by knockout. Anytime he's fought, like, a someone known specifically for knocking dudes out with one punch, he's gotten knocked out. Um, again, the last two were Derek Lewis and Francis Agano, so I don't really think it's it's, you know, I don't think it's anybody like I don't think Jarzino quite compares to those guys, but he still throws a massive punch. Rosenstroke's 12 wins are all by KO, um, one loss by knockout and one loss by decision. I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on Biggie Boy here. I love him at plus 240. It makes no sense not to. Um that one punch fear and, and yes you know blades is is really gonna avoid that he'll he'll probably run he'll take him down he'll he'll sit on him but if i'll take that risk i'll take the risk of him just wrestling him for 15 minutes um i, I will for sure take that risk because all jersey new needs to do is land one um if you're gonna take jarzino rosenstrike at plus 240 here you might if your book has it you might as well do it by knockout uh it's plus 400 you're getting for it and he's not getting this done any other way he's not beating him by decision he's not submitting him that's for sure so you might as well take him by knockout at plus 400 i i really like that line i think that's heavy juice it makes not a ton of sense to me but um, most likely, obviously, Blades will just just wrestle him, but I think this line should be closer, uh, much closer. So I'll I'll lay Jarzino here for sure um, at plus four hundred by knockout or just plus two forty money line. You know, whatever you like. But like I said, all twelve of his wins are by knockout. There's no way it goes any other way. All right, getting on to the three five round fights on this card. Um, starting it out, we, we got a battle of the old heads. Robbie Lawler coming in as a minus 150 favorite versus Nick Diaz at plus 122. Uh, over two and a half rounds is minus 225. Under two and a half rounds is plus 170. I texted in the group chat the other day. Um, There's a video that came out of, of Nick Diaz shadow boxing and, and some interviews that came out that just didn't sound that great. Um, and I, I texted in the group chat with all the all the other Coda cappers and I said, boys, <laughs> we got to take Robbie Lawler here. So I, I was able to get him at minus 125 and minus 135. It's all the way up to one fit minus 150. Now, even higher on some books. I think my book is like 160, maybe past it. Um, but this fight is going to be a ton of fun. I mean, Robbie Lawler is on a four fight losing streak. I mean, I say two, cause I don't really think we count the loss to Ben Askren. Um, but he's losing almost everything by decision to great fighters. Um, I mean, he's he lost to Colby, he lost to RDA, he lost to Neil Magny. That being said, he hasn't won since 2017, which is a long time, except for the fact that it's two years after Nick Diaz's last fight in October of, uh, or January of uh, 2015. So 
pretty brutal. But Nick Diaz hasn't won a fight since October of 2011, coming up on 10 years now. I was in the sixth grade. I've never watched Nick Diaz fight live. I mean, I've, I've seen a ton of videos and everything, but personally, I've never watched Nick Diaz fight live. Uh, all I know is that this is a different Nick Diaz than in his prime based on just everything he was saying. He said that he should be fighting Usman. And he's a better matchup for him than Robbie Lawler, and he just doesn't seem in the right headspace at all. He said whoever made this fight is stupid. I am all over Robbie Lawler in this fight. It's sad. I hope Nick Diaz is fighting because he wants to not because he needs money or something like that but but man Robbie Lawler just seems like the obvious play here so and and that line is just going to keep moving so the, the quicker you can get it the better um I don't love him as much at, at like minus 150 but it, it's still a big play for me I, I would take it at minus 150 for sure once it starts getting up 160, 170, that's that's heavy juice to pay for a dude on a four fight losing streak. But but still, I have no play on the over under here. I don't know what's going to happen. I think Nick could take a dive in the first round. I think he could also come out and throw the, you know, just throw a right hand and, and, and knock out Robbie. But anything anything could happen in this fight. But I think Robbie Lawler is definitely the safe play. Um, all right. Getting on to the co-main event. Uh, the first title fight on this card, Valentina Shevchenko coming in at a minus 1,430 favorite versus Lauren Murphy coming in at plus 750. Over two and a half is minus 122. Under two and a half, minus 104. Uh, I don't have a ton to say about this fight. I saw a tweet talking about how Lauren Murphy would only be a play at plus 5,000, and I would agree. I think, uh, I forget who it was, but he said it's like a 2% chance of, of Lauren Murphy winning. And it's basically a chance that Shevchenko gets hurt. There's like a fight ending cut or somebody parachutes into the octagon. Like it's not going to happen. She's not going to win this fight. There's no shot. Uh, Valentina murders people. The only thing I see here is, is uh, over two and a half. Really. I, I like that. Um, Valentina has only hit under two and a half rounds in one fight in her UFC career, which is 12 fights. Uh, Murphy won't win this fight, but she's never been finished in her four losses in her professional MMA career. I expect she does get finished tomorrow. Um, I just don't think it'll be that early. I love over two and a half in the, in this in this fight. Um, the only time Valentina has gone under was her head kick against Jessica I, which a lot of people remember. Highlight reels everywhere. You'll see it on. You'll see it tomorrow if if you, if you haven't seen it already, because undoubtedly they're gonna they're gonna play it a hundred times. But over two and a half at minus one twenty two just seems like just seems like a great price, honestly. So I'm I'm for sure gonna pay that and go over two and a half there. Uh, for the main event though, let's get right into it. I am juiced for this fight. Alex Volkanovsky coming in as a minus 177 favorite versus Brian Ortega coming in as a plus 140 underdog. The over under here over four and a half rounds at minus 155 under four and a half rounds at plus 120. I really think Brian Ortega is the sexy pick here. I mean, the dude's stock is on fire. Dominant performance over Korean Zombie. Just look better and better in training. He seems like a new Brian Ortega since the loss to Max. He, he got beat up by Max pretty bad, but he seems like a new Brian Ortega. Some people are even saying Brian Ortega 3.0 and 2.0 was the, the zombie version. He looks so good in training. Dude looks awesome. Um, plus 140 is a ton of juice to get on a guy as good as Brian Ortega. I mean, Brian Ortega has one loss. Like, 
So is Volkanovski, but Brian Ortega has one loss. Like this dude is no scrub and plus 140 is, it seems like a lot. Um, luckily for us, we don't do sexy around here. Volkanovski is a phenomenal champion. He beat Max twice. He beat Jose Aldo. He beat Chad Mendes. He beat Darren Elkins. Ortega just doesn't have that resume. He hasn't, his biggest win ever is Korean Zombie. And it's not really close besides that. The dude has, he looked really good against Korean Zombie. Really, he looked great. But I, he hasn't shown me anything else besides dominant performances and then getting destroyed by Max and then coming back and beating Korean Zombie. And I am personally a believer that uh, that he should have won that fight. I, I took Ortega in that fight. I took him by decision. He beat up Zombie just as basically I expected. Um, I, I think that he might be a little bit overrated going into this fight. He's, he's very good, but um, I just feel like Alex Volganovsky and Brian Ortega are on different levels. Um, I think his best shot of winning this fight is by submission. And I mean, he does have good hands, but Volganovsky does too, like better hands. He outboxed Max in two fights. Um, I just don't see Ortega getting it done. He, he would have to submit him. And Volk's takedown defense is north of 70%. Um, it's very, very hard to submit shorter, stockier dudes. If you've ever rolled jujitsu before, you know, like, shorter, stockier dudes are are very hard to submit. Their their limbs aren't as long and and flexible to, to get to. And there's not as much neck there. Uh, it, it's a harder, it's a harder submission. And especially once Volk gets sweaty and stuff, it's just, I, I don't see that happening. If you're going to pick him, you might as well take Ortega by submission uh, at plus fi- 500. Uh, I think that's a pretty fair price. I like that price. Uh, I think that's probably the only way he's going to win. As long as Volk is careful in grappling situations, I think he's going to cruise to victory. I don't see any other way um, Ortega would win the fight besides submission. I think Volko outbox him, survive in those grappling exchanges. And I'm going to take Volk minus 177. Really excited for this. Um, Volkanovsky, I, I feel like he has a little bit to prove to people, even though it, it doesn't make sense. The dude beat Max Holloway twice, but I feel like he still has a little bit to prove to people. And I'm pumped up about it. I, I think he's so focused on this fight. He wanted this fight to happen a long time ago. He's not a huge Brian Ortega fan. He's just ready to scrap. And I think Volk gets it done fairly easily. Um, so typically what I'm going to do on pick episodes like today, just since this is the first one, I'll, I'll go through that and I'll, I'll say my picks like that. But then I'm going to do a recap at the end. Um, that way we have something to something to go back to for uh, for next week's episode. But I'll just go through each, each fight, um, what I'm taking and... I'm going to take Dan Hooker minus 155 against Nazareth. I'm going to take Jessica Andras, Cynthia Calvillo under two and a half rounds at plus 122. I'm going to take Jarzinho Rosenstroik plus 240 or by knockout if your book has it uh, at plus 400. I'm going to take over two and a half rounds in Valentina Shevchenko, Lauren Murphy at minus 122. And I'm going to take Volkanovski. Uh, money line at minus 177. And then my big play is Robbie Lawler. The most I would take it out is minus 150. Like I said, I got it at minus 125 and 135. Um, 
I think Lawler wins that fight. I'm, that's definitely what I'm putting the most units on. And then I'm going to do a favorites parlay as well. Um, I'll do Hooker, Marab. I'll do um, Jessica Andrade. I was going to do Curtis Blades, but I'll, I'll do Jessica Andrade. And we'll do Volkanovski as well. And that should pay somewhere between the plus 350 and 375 range there for a little four-leg favorites parlay. Um I'm excited for this weekend. I, I feel good about my picks. I feel good about this card. Uh, it's, it's a sweet card. I think there's a lot of these fights that you can you can play out in your head. And uh, let's just hope we played them out right in our head. So as always, folks, check us out on Twitter at throwing underscore bows. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at Josh K. Dillon or at Von Flu Choke. Um, Check out the man making it all possible at Coda Capper Pace and at Coda Cappers and check out all of the cappers on there. Um, love the squad. Love the gang. We're, we're killing it lately. Uh, I think I'm sensing, uh, I'm sensing some people are going to get hot this weekend. Some big college football plays. Go check those guys out. Hopefully uh, some, some people tail me on UFC and we have a good weekend, uh, but check out the website as well for great articles written by all the cappers, www.codasportscappers.com. I'm looking forward to talking to all of you next week with some great results. Uh, let's go win some money and good luck if you tail. Thank you all for listening and have a great weekend.